calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome back, LUQ fans, to more action-packed coverage of The Grand Proving. We've seen a lot of teams come and go up to this point, proving beyond any doubt the level of skill required to pass these trials. But all eyes are on the current competitors. The Mortal Dawn has passed their trial of savvy, the Survivatron, and now it's time for them to go head-to-head against an opposing team in the Battle Royale. Fans love the Survivatron, but me, I'm a Battle Royale boy. Nothing proves your merit more than time on the battlefield and these kids are working together like they've been practicing for years. It says here they're a lottery team. A lottery team? That can't be right. Is that right? Right it is, Storm. If you had gold riding on this team of former nobodies, safe to say you're in for a big payday. But don't buy the t-shirt just yet, because they're facing the Trillium Blades, a very promising young group of highly efficient quest specialists. They'll be putting their four best on the field to go toe-to-toe with the Mortal Dawn. They'll be docked points for every teammate that gets knocked down, or more realistically killed, and get bonus points for each foe they fell. I hope Mortal Dawn can fight as good as they dance around traps. Cause tests are good for grades, but this is the big pass-fail. Out in the field, combat makes or breaks a team, and these aren't a bunch of slack-jawed zombies or mindless monsters. I've seen the Trillium Blades in action, and they're honed to perfection. Plus, that field is Chaos Incarnate. Open up one of those chests and you're flipping a coin. Could be high five or a face full of napalm. They still have nightmares. We all do, Storm. We all do. And without further ado, the teams are making their way to the final battlefield. Chests are being lowered. The crowd has gone silent. Who will come out on top? Who will earn the fame and fortune? Who will be the newest team to grace the noble ranks of the League of Ultimate Questing? <laughs> The group is standing on the field, the Mortal Dawn emerging from their second trial of the Grand Proving, the Survivatron taking them only three days to pass through, surviving in multiple different climates, very harsh and tired, but they are actually very well rested at this point because they had three whole days to recover, um, which took the audience only several minutes to watch. And they are led out onto the battlefield to one far end, where they are met by Reginald 419, who is hovering around them excitedly. And you hear the voice of Kip Killigan over the loudspeakers once again as the band continues to play its loud heavy metal music. And now it's time for the final challenge, pitting two teams up against each other for their final score. We have the Mortal Dawn with Chris Zagrand. And the spotlight lands down on you. Hi. <laughs> Artyom Volkov. I just nod my head. Arithax. The swirls on her Arithax's chest move and crawl. And Arvid Ulfmund. <gasps> Too bad. And introducing the four selected combatants from the Trillium Blades, Ilinar Ethros 
and you see this uh, female half elf wearing this fine, like tight red leather armor with what looks like a very light harp on her back and a longbow in her hand. Nigel Rathwater and this very sulky kind of wood elf with like black tribal paint all over on his face, um, wearing dark, heavy cloak that hangs down around him with like two quick blades, does like a little flourish. Ballastar Blackhelm. And you see this dwarf wearing this super heavy slate metal armor with this, uh, holy symbol of a hammer coming off of the helm. He kind of like flexes and you hear the armor like, and he pulls this huge sword off of his back and kind of whips it around a few times. (laughs) And Vrago the Evoker. And this very young, like 14 year old human just kind of steps out from behind the two cloaked elves. And he's got like the staff that he's leaning on. He looks almost kind of sickly, but there's just this kind of like mysterious power of like little tiny pebbles kind of swirling around his head. The four members from each team will battle each other on the chosen battlefield to the death. But don't worry, folks, we've got clerics to resurrect them if they die. The last team standing will get bonus points for coming out live of the battle royale. This battleground seems to just emerge up out of the ground very much pokemon stadium style uh, (laughs) as these huge stone natural walls kind of wrap around the group two big stone staircases emerge from within the grassy field and these 10 treasure chests are just kind of lowered down by these different quadrons like flying around the same mechanical beings that are uh, reginald one or 419 and uh, they place them in very strategic places on the battlefield and as always, the ladies and gentlemen, your favorite part are the mystery chests. Some of them will help the party. Some of them will heal the party. Others will mess them right up. And without further ado, he uh, pulls this heavy, what looks kind of like a crossbow out of behind his desk and aims it up into the air. Teams, on your mark. Get set. Battle Royale. And <laughs> fires it into the air as these fireworks go shooting up into the floor of the stadium, sprinkling down harmlessly on the audience members. Let's roll initiative. So the, bot- the battle begins as the fireworks rain down on the audience. And the first to go is Ilithar Ethros, the very cunningly dressed female rogue. And she is going to make quick use of her swift speed by dashing forward. And is she going to go for the nearest chest? I think she is. She's going to run over to it and using an action, she opens the chest. And what happens is random. All right. You see, as she opens the chest, this cloud of kind of sparkling gold light comes out and starts to swirl around her. And she's like batting at it for a minute, like in a panicked mode. But then it just kind of coalesces and continues to swirl around her, almost making her like blur and shift a little bit. Um, And she uses the rest of her movement to head towards behind this staircase. All right. That makes it the rogue's turn, Nigel Rathwater. And he is going to double move to get over here. He's going to double move and just kind of dash behind this uh, staircase over here and seemingly vanish. The next in the order is the Dwarven Paladin, and he is going to skip the chest for now and just move forward as far as he can, holding his massive two-handed sword. He seems to be throwing caution to the wind as he just stomps forward with his heavy plate mail rattling around him. Next is Artyom. I'm going to go over to this little guy and pop it open. So there's a chest on the far left of where I'm standing, and I'm going to open that bad boy up. Go ahead and roll me a D10, please. Okie dokie. And once the chest is used, it is gone. Seven. A seven? All right. Um, So as you open it, there is a flare of bright light that kind of shoots up almost like a little serpent of fire that just kind of emerges out of it. And it's, it's wreathing around above you and it arcs down and it wraps around your rapier. And it's just like rolling around your rapier in this kind of arc of fire. Cool. Oh, oh, this is great. (laughs) I get free fire snake. All I do is open box. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? Uh, I think that's my whole move, right? Yeah. Unless you have a bonus action to drop. Oh uh, yeah. I could do a thing now. Okay. 
Christ. I have a question yes. about frostbite. Does What's it actually name? leave like a coat of ice that uh, light can be reflected off of? You mean like slippery from ground? Sure. Uh, not quite mirrory, but enough to Oh, not to create like a reflective surface or anything. No, it really just targets okay. organic things and makes them quite cold. Um, I think Chris will, it's going to try to make a run for that other chest. Okay, oh, go ahead and measure it. You can move uh, six squares. Four, Just five, enough. You guys are getting all the chests early. All right, so go ahead and roll me a D10 to see what comes out of your chest. Uh, D10. Is it a, is it a no, chest burster? Twelve. <laughs> one, that one, roll it. This one, okay. Looks like a six. six. All right. Six. Oh, that's a fun one. No! All right, so you open it, and suddenly you get that sensation like you just inhaled a whole bunch of air all at once, like your lungs are incredibly full, and you start to just lift off the ground... <laughs> and float <laughs> upward and lift 20 feet into the oh. air as you are now hovering out of control in this bizarre levitation. Awesome. That's kind of cool. <laughs> awesome. All right. That makes it Arvid's turn. And this dwarf, he sees you and he's running towards you. Hmm. I was thinking about dashing to the stairs and going straight for the archer, but maybe, you know, maybe that big old boy. Yeah. How far away is he? Maybe I'll just run up to the nearby chest so he can get me afterwards. Okay. That one. <laughs> I like it. Wait, can I reach? Uh, no, you can reach the other one, though. Oh, let's get the other one, then. And hope it does nice things for me. Ten. Roll a d10. Well, a lot of good things have happened, so the odds are changing every time. <laughs> I don't like how this sounds. Did uh, Were there exactly ten chests when we started? Uh-huh. So each thing happens one time. And... Correcto. Each chest has one thing in it. Two. Oh, that's so fun. No. Oh, that's really fun. Oh. <laughs> okay, roll me a d4, please. Don't roll a one. Dude. Oh, cool. All right. So, Arvid disappears. Um, please hand me Arvid's miniature. No, you're not dead. Um, <laughs> Came over. Right behind the wizard. <laughs> right behind the wizard. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh. Arvid oh, and so the good. wizard magically trade places as they are both teleported to a random oh, where the other one was on the field. And the little boy looks like God, incredibly damn. surprised by this. And you are now all the way across the field where your team uh, opposing team started. Oh, boy. And that oh, makes it Harithax. You're uh, pretty good at killing children, maybe. You take care of this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move over to the wizard. Mm-hmm. And then when I get over there, I'm just going to use arms of Hadar because he's a wizard and That's a true. child. And I don't think accurate. he can make a strength save. <laughs> Both accurate statements. Ooh, that's a bad strength. <laughs> yep, that's, that was my hope. I got a 14. Does he have a negative? That's, I, I rolled a 15. <laughs> he passes. Would he roll a disadvantage from having just randomly appeared in some random spot? Um, not quite, no. Okay. The teleportation is not meant to mechanically hurt anyone. Okay. All right, well, he takes half damage, and he's still allowed to use reactions. Two. Okay. Hey, that's a lot for a wizard. You're not wrong. Mm. Tell me, Michael, when you when you picked the dice that you wanted to use, did you deliberately choose the ones that were impossible to read, or was that just an accident? Uh, no, these are these are uh, these are some, some black and green. Q- oh, they work really good for their their Q Workshop uh, Cthulhu dice from there. Oh, they're super cool, but I just like they look really pretty. But I cannot yeah. tell. It's what a little mosaic. Rolling. Like two yeah. feet away from me, and I'm like. What? And would you <laughs> do me a favor and flavor what that uh, Arms of Hadar looks like for Herathax? Uh, so, yeah, so um, most of the time when Herathax uses this ability, uh, the the swirling patterns on their chest just kind of swirl, and then all of them just kind of lash out all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so he's being grabbed by the sort of iron paint that's that's been painted on and Neat. just kind of pulled towards Herathax. Okay, and is this a concentration thing? Uh, no, uh, Arms of Hadar just goes it off. It just goes and then it's gone. Yeah, so I'm still concentrating on Bless. Very good. 
All right. Um, so the little boy's turn, and he was going to do something very different, but now he is stuck in close combat with the big old lizard man. So he is going to freak out a little bit, um, back up, not retreating, but he's going to panic, drop his staff, and hold his fingers up like this. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. The DC is 14. His yeah, DC no. is high. He just did a symbol for I vagina. Did, I did yeah, a symbol that, a that looks like an upside down vagina, but this is the classic uh, invocation of burning hands. Ah, this, gotcha. This child's spell save DC is higher than mine. Yeah, he's a he's a savant. But I will say, if you're handling a vagina and you get burning hands, I you should probably back away. <laughs> so yeah, he's a uh, very <laughs> physically weak in all ways, but he's a smart little little lad. Yep. This is not going to feel good. Uh, you take eight points of fire damage. Actually, nine points of fire damage. Okay. Yep. As Harathox is just wreathed in this burning, just a flamethrower of energy coming from this child's hands and emerges like singed, but still standing. And the kid is like, ah. all right, back to the top of the initiative. It's time for the bard to go. Um, she is going to execute an acrobatics check. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, she's going <laughs> to climb up to the top of the... Uh, the staircase on this side, just kind of skittering up the wall like a little little squirrel would. And she's going to ignore the chest, seeing a wonderful target of this floating crisp. And she's going to take a shot with her longbow. I am coming at you with a 16. I shield. And the arrow just explodes in midair as you pull out uh, your magical shield of sonic energy. And she kind of curses under her breath at that. She used her whole movement to climb up, and she's going to use her bonus action. She just kind of shouts out, Ballastar, give him hell! And the dwarf goes, <laughs> had to figure out some movement there for a moment. We are going to move forward with the rogue, Nigel Rathwater. Uh, he's going to leave his hiding condition and run up to the top of the stairs to activate the chest by kicking it off. No, um, <laughs> kick her. I'm not rolling a d20. I'm rolling a d10. You got a 10. Oh, that's not bad. Um, all right. All right. Well, it could be bad. I didn't grab this thing out, so I'm going to get something out of my bag really quick because it's going to be fun. Oh, good. I'm so excited. It turns out that ten's just going to be like a bowl of gazpacho soup, and then one's going to. He's just chilling on the top of the stairs, eating some cold tomato. (laughs) He actually has to eat the whole thing before he can continue acting. Actually, it's a turn lock thing. There you go. And I'm going to write on his initiative tracker. So out of the box comes this glowing blue axe, and it just hovers in the air, and it begins swirling wildly, attacking whoever is near it. And it indeed attacks the closest target, which is him. We get wrecked. Come on. And he jumps out of the way and he's like hanging onto the edge of the stairs and just swings where he was, leaving an arc of silver energy behind it. And he's like breathing heavily like, and it's oh. moving down to go at him again. Okay. I can like close the gap on either Arvid or um, Artyom and it's a really tough choice for this dwarf. But he does not like giant types, so he's going to go for the barbarian. He's just going to bluster and storm his way all the way over there. <laughs> Make me walk halfway across. Got to walk all the way back. <laughs> you got these short legs. <laughs> And I'll see if he has something cool he can do. Nope. Uh, he's just going to stand at the ready with his great sword ready to bring it down on your noggin. I love the idea of him like huffing and he, like, he runs halfway across, whoop, turns around. Yeah. <laughs> and he just stops. He's like, one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's second inhaler. <laughs> All right, Artyom. Okay. Um, so you said that the rogue is like hanging kind of helplessly? Flavor wise, yeah. Oh, okay. Gets back to his feet, but uh, oh, okay. yeah. No, I like that you're aiming for it. Yeah. He just dodged an axe on the top of the stairs. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, Target him when he's down. God, I'm in so many good... I can do so many good things right now. Um, That's a good problem to have. Let's see. We've got the wizard. We got the the bard up there. Um, she's got a great vantage point and she's attacking you. But then the rogue's also kind of cornered right now. And if I can kind of keep him there, I don't know. That's, that's rough. That's rough. Well, Ruthax did take a shot from that burning hands. 
Uh, you did? Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, okay. How, how's how's Hurt Axe looking? Pretty hurt. Well, well, well. You can more gauge how powerful that burning hands looked, and it looked pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I fucking... I probably fucking hate wizards. <laughs> I mean, who, who likes wizards, honestly? <laughs> so what I'm going to do... Actually, you probably hate wizards more than anyone. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and lay down some 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 thickness right now. Yeah. So first, I'm going to kind of like take my my holy symbol and then I'm just going to kind of breathe into it, point it outward. And then as if as if from behind me, the light of God just shines through and I'm going to use guiding bolt on the wizard. OK, um, so you're going to make me an attack roll. OK, and keep in mind, I'm going to play these people to their most utmost potential. OK, so go ahead and roll me attack roll. Okay. I'm going to use my bless. The blessy boy. That's good. So blessings. Yep. yep. 18. 18 would hit, um, but he's going to burn a spell slot and activate his shield spell, causing him to lose his second first level spell as this energy comes around. And he's actually like pushed back by this radiant beam of light and he's like blinded and dazed by it. You could a shield as a reaction. That's what yeah. it's so work. cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the wizard version. Um, so, yeah, he triggers it as a reaction and it will last till the end of his uh, turn or the end beginning of his next turn. So he just he just doesn't get it. He lost a spell. OK. Yeah. He, he turns his AC into a 20. OK. Um, then as a bonus action, I'm going to use healing word on this chap. OK, that's great. It's 1d4 plus my spellcasting modifier, Correcto. which in this case is three plus you get six back. Nice. All right. That's some teamwork right there. And that you want to move at all? Can I? Uh, you did an action and a bonus action, oh, so you got sick. you got some leg work to do. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, oh. It's quite a reach. <laughs> oh, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six. Take a quick shot of the battlefield because things are getting dramatic. That makes it Chris's turn. So, can I move? Am I like swimming through the air type uh, of thing? With levitate, you could, if you had a wall or something to push against, you could kind of guide yourself like that. But you're floating out in the open. You're a good ten feet from the nearest wall. Oh, then can I ready frostbolt as an action? For when she's going to take a shot at me? Yeah, I mean... Push me? No, it doesn't have like a kickback. But if you want to hit her with a with yes. a frostbite, you totally can. And it would be smart because she's shooting at you. Um... Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to hit her with the frostbite. OK, uh, or no. Sorry. Uh, first, I want to do my bonus action reverberation. Mm, OK, and then I think I'm going to do a thunderclap because people are far away from me. Um, thunderclap is only for adjacent targets. Yeah, but in the top, it says five foot range. It's not huh. every target within 100 feet. That's a cantrip. Uh, OK, that would be bananas. I was like, what? It's, okay. it's like a get away from me cantrip. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to frostbolt her. OK, con save. Yes, it's a con save. Well, she failed. Nice. She takes 1d6. The big one is the disadvantage on her next attack, though. She takes Ooh, nice. four. Nicely nice. Uh, I still activate reverberation. Of as course. Bonus. Yeah, yeah. So as well, you should. Extra crystally. And I have my claw now. Oh, you do have the claw. Yes. yes. The reemergence of the crystal claw. And that makes it Arvid's turn. You are now toe-to-toe with this heavily armored dwarf. It might be time to... You're going to file some paperwork for rage requisition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start the rage bureaucracy. <sighs> I just like I don't like being so far away from everyone. I feel like yep. well, you know that being toe to toe with this guy is one At of the best things you could do for your yeah. group because okay. you will wreck anyone. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Initiate rage, please. OK. And, That's uh, a bonus action. And then we'll go for the. You want to do just one handed curve sword? Yes. Would you like with... to do it recklessly? Not yet. I want to see what I'm up against. Smart. Smart. Roll to hit. You have a plus five to hit. Plus five to hit. Just don't reminding forget. you. Don't forget your blessing. Oh, yes, you are blessed. Yeah, yeah that's true. Good shout. Good shout. Mm-hmm. I'm always encouraging people to remind each other for blessed because a lot goes on. Definitely. Oh, that's Ooh. a hit. It's like the easiest spell in the game. And that's good because this guy is hard to hit. Uh-oh. Um, okay. So you connect. And that's a D8. Plus five. 
Oh, gosh. I gave him a good one. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You slam down on this dwarf. You 13 damage. Yeah. So that's a big blow against this guy. Like, he's tough, but that's a lot of his hit points. Nice. And uh, he cringes and says, oh, you're lucky this is fifth edition. I'd have a plus four ever against AC on you from <laughs> previous edition. <laughs> um, yeah. He doesn't say that, but he does. Um, <laughs> he doesn't say it, but he totally does. <laughs> Harithax. Uh, I'm going to um, activate my Armor of Shadows invocation. So the tendrils that I lashed out against the wizard with last time mm-hmm. are going to sort of pull back and just wrap around me and form nice. like a shadowy armor. And then I'm going to move up one space to be in base to base with the wizard. Okay. Um, so that if he tries to move away, I can slash at him with my dagger. Yeah. Or if I, w- I wanted to use the wizard as cover from the rope. <laughs> Well, I think the, well, I'm he's guessing the road's preoccupied. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Also, he's up way high, so he's going to be able to shoot over a twelve-year-old. No problem. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a smart play. I like hearing the, the thought behind each yeah. move. Action for Mage Armor, yep. and uh, I don't have a bonus action cantrip. So that very good. Is, that few, is few do. All right. Hey, that makes it the little wizard kid's turn. Um, he has used up all but one spell slot now because he had to shield himself. So he's in a tight spot. So he is going to use a cantrip, basically reach for a little tiny necklace that he has. that looks like a, a bunch of little daggers, like on a chain and he oh, no. grips them and it kind of snaps and just like tons of tiny little silver blades just spin around him for a second and then snap back onto his necklace. So you're going to make me a deck save. Okay. Same DC as before. Piece of shit or higher save DC than me. Uh, that is, that one's a deck save. Yep. 13. I missed by one again. Uh, but I only roll a once. So you take one piercing damage from right, that. Too bad. And he's boy. He does not like where he is at all. But that was just a cantrip, so he's okay. He's still got a spell left if he needs it. That makes it the bard's turn. She is going to either choose between shooting at you or opening this chest at her feet. And she tried to shoot you last time. It went well, but she's going to go for the chest. So she's going to roll a d10 to see what randomly pops out. Please make her explode. It's likely at this point we Please haven't gotten any explosion. Explode. Oh, she didn't. That's cool. Uh, oh. So what looks like two little tiny white wings like flutter out of the box and float in the air for a minute and then they snap onto her feet. <laughs> and she can tell instantly that she is moving at a powerful clique. So she is going to run down the stairs all the way around them and be behind them. And she's moving with like a blur of motion at this point. Suka. She's got two two buffs on her at this point. Uh, so that's fun. And now the rogue, um, he won't provoke any attacks or anything from the uh, weapon, but it will follow him. So he's going to acrobatics to climb down the wall. That's cocked. I wish it was the other one. What's his bonus to acrobatics? I hope it's hope it's seven. That's probably not seven. No, it's a five. So he is going to try to scamper down the wall and not roll very well. And he's going to take a little bit of damage as he lands. Uh, let's call it a D4. And he lands and you hear like one of his kneecaps like pop as he lands. He's like, but he keeps going and he's going to use his cunning action to dash. Alternate hot and cold. <laughs> And he's going to make it to there. And then he locks eyes and he says, drow. And he's going to just throw two daggers at you. Bitch. Wait, so he was able to make an acrobatics check and the move and then shoot. We he has cunning action so he can Jeez. move as a bonus action. That bitch. <laughs> I hate you. Although actually he only gets one dagger because he used his bonus action. Uh, and actually at that point, if he's not going to throw two daggers, he's going to use a light crossbow. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled an 18 plus four is 22. Don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's too late. I did it. Shit. God damn it. Why does I keep forgetting to use wording flare? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and that is nine points of piercing damage. What the fuck? Seven Ouch. plus two. Ah, uh, Jesus. Okay. Well, he dealt himself a lot by falling off those stairs, though. Uh, he's not in great shape. 
I'm grateful he didn't attack me though, because he probably would have had sneak attacks. That would have hurt me nine plus. He was thinking about it. Yeah, but he was right there, and the wizard's kind of dealing with you, and I'm that ha- makes it the paladin's turn. So the dwarven paladin is going to use his bonus action to give himself a little boost of healing, which is a cool thing that he has on this. It's just a D4 plus three, but he wants it and he gets it. So he gets five hit points back, and now he's going to bring his greatsword down on you real hard and heavy. And if he needs it, he has inspiration. We'll see if he needs it. He rolls a 20. Oh, no. On the die. Oh, no. Um, so that's a crit. Oh, no. And that's going to be 2d10 plus his strength mod. Uh, 2d10. Well, he crit with a two-handed longsword, so... Didn't didn't roll too lethal. 10 damage. Is there <laughs> something where you take half? Yeah, he's raging, so he takes five damage. Which is cool. very good, because that was Woo. a crit. That was terrifying. I also went into this thinking it was a great sword, and I looked, I'm like, nope, two-handed longsword. Mm. Still looks like a great sword on a dwarf. Mm. Um, sure that. And he's not going to use a smite, because he used a spell already. Um, RTM, that makes it your turn. You were looking at this wood elven rogue, and you also see Harithax dealing with this little wizard boy. I will very calmly begin to walk forward. I'm going to say, you spit my wrist like it is some kind of insult, and now I'll make you suffer. And then I will use Channel Divinity for Radiance of Dawn, dealing 2d10 plus my cleric level to every enemy in 30 feet. Yeah, they get deck saves, I think. Uh, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. They get a constitution. Oh, save. That was Law that well, said that. <laughs> no, I know. That was me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. I, just, I can't tell where it's coming from, but yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> for, the, for the podcast, well, when it got whispered, Zach flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> Worth noting. Um, so the boy does not do well, but uh, Nigel rolls a nat 20. Okay, so he still takes half damage. Yes, right? correct. Okay. So, if only he was one more one more level higher. What, what level do rogues get the ability to just like not evasion have fourth or fifth? Oh, okay. <laughs> Something like that. Sorry, um, chief. <laughs> no, it's fine. So two d ten plus two. Yeah. Alrighty. It's still gonna hurt. Yeah, it's not gonna feel good. No one's gonna like it. Eleven. Eleven. If that wizard is still standing, I am gonna be shitting my pants. <laughs> the wizard has one hit point. <laughs> Jesus. He hasn't actually been really hurt that hard or anything. What about the weenus? Uh, the weenus is standing, but he looks like he's just like singed and like <laughs> like a little cloud of smoke. He burps out of his mouth. Very damaged. They're both really, really hurt. Cool. Super much so. Do you want to move anymore? I think you moved your full 30. Yeah, I think I'm good. So, Chris, at the top of your turn, the good news is the levitation ends. The bad news is you're 40 feet in the air. Uh, so I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw as you come plummeting down to the ground. Come on, hero landing. Um, that's pretty good. 15. That's pretty good. So you you do enough to drop one of the d6s of damage. What? That's it. Um so you take 9 points of damage. Can I shield to prevent uh, any it's, more it's of that damage? Not a hit against you. It's not like targeting your armor class. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm almost dead. I'm yeah, going to deflect the ground. You're also <laughs> at one hit point. Yep. Okay. All right. But yeah, it's a very heavy bolt. But now you have your turn. I guess I'm just going to go Oh, and the axe, the axe follows the, the rogue. Uh, okay. I believe the axe would have been hit by my radiance. Right? It doesn't. It's a spiritual weapon. It doesn't take damage uh, from anything. Uh, Even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. Actually, if you could do me a favor and move it towards the wizard kid, because he's the closest enemy. Um. Well, guys, I feel very vulnerable right now. feel like I should kill the kid. <laughs> And I feel like I should hide behind the stairs. Don't Condition. know why I'm doing an accent, so I'm going to stop. I recommend the rogue, not the kid. The kid's going to get wanged by that axe next turn or him. When does the axe attack? It's going to go at the end of Chris's turn. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the rogue, however, is functional enough that he could stab me in the entire face. 
See, the problem is if I go move closer, I'm totally open to the bard. You are. The, the, unfortunately, the staircase is crooked and the bard's placement is dubious. That's intentional. <laughs> well, I mean, I have another shield. Yes, I will move as much as I can towards yeah, the rest of the party. Six squares. And then cast uh, Frostbite on the rogue. Okay. Yes. And that's a 60 foot range. Yep. You got range. Never easy. So there's going to be so a, con a con save, save from the Wood Elf, who are notoriously great at con saves. Um, <laughs> is that sarcasm? I rolled a five. Oh, good. Okay, one D six damage. If you roll good, you're definitely gonna kill him. Six. <laughs> what? <laughs> Frostbite. Suck for the win. <laughs> so the uh, the wood elf eyeing you just with like vicious like fighting through the burns pulls out his two daggers ready to move in and stab you right in the throat and suddenly just like kind of freezes in place and you see his eyes glaze over with frost. His arm cracks and falls to the ground and he just topples over. How about some ice for that burn? <laughs> yes. Nice. Mm. And now the axe will go right before Arvid attacks, and it's going to swing on the kid. It's probably going to hit. I don't know. He's got mage armor, so uh, it actually missed. I rolled a oh. seven with the axe, so not high enough. So it just ricochets off of his magic. And Arvid, you are toe to toe with a dwarf. I think this time I should take a reckless attack. You're still blessed. Still blessed. That's I'm good. ecstatic oh. that no one has dropped yet, and everyone's like at one hit point or some shit. Like that's great. <laughs> Ooh. Too low, 17. 17 hits him exactly. Ooh, nice. I thought nice. I thought it was 18 and I had to check, but it's not. He has a negative one dex mark. Uh, not so great on the damage this time. Uh one plus five, right? Yeah. Still, still good. Um boy, he's fucked up. As I say, yeah, you've still dealt 19 to him. He'd be dead if he hadn't healed himself. I'll say that. Ooh. That is the end of Arvid's turn. And now it is Harithax. Uh Harithax is gonna take this dagger and just try and plunge it into this mage kid's chest. You've seen his mage armor help him a little, but he doesn't yeah. seem that hard to hit. All right. I'm going to give this a go. It's an 11 plus three. It's 14. His AC's 15. Oh! I'm so sorry. And I'm not blessed. <laughs> oh, no. My AC is only 14 with mage armor. I was hoping, but he's a better wizard than I am. I'm so sorry for your role. <laughs> he's just too. a talented kid. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to stay where you are? Does he have a weapon out? He had his staff, but he dropped it to right. cast burning hands. It looks like it's a normal stick. I'm going to move. If he tries to punch me or something, I guess he can, but I'm going to get away from this thing before it starts killing me. So. Oh, certainly. He doesn't have a weapon out, so he's not going to be able to take an attack opportunity. Oh, Nor does he have a warcaster. I don't have 30. If he did, though, boy. Yeah, that's true. That would have been really bad. Boy, would he do it. Yeah, I definitely boogie before that spiritual weapon kills him and then comes after me. Very good. Um, he is at one hit point, so he's just going to use his last first level spell. He has no reason not to. He's going to look at the battlefield and see how everyone is doing. Some people are looking kind of hurt. He is going to cast catapult on the nearest chest. And who he's going to throw it at will be determined by this D6. It's going to be Herothax. All right. Um, seems fair. So he casts Catapult on it. The nice thing about this one is if it misses, then it doesn't do anything. Okay. Um, so you get to have a dexterity saving throw. So this chest comes flying at me. Exactly. Okay. And if it hits, it hits very hard. But if you make it, it's not half damage. Then. I don't pass. That's a 12 total. Ooh. And his safety DC is 14. 14. Yeah. Yikes. Eight damage. I could really benefit from being blessed. I rolled I rolled pretty bad on 3d8. Real bad. Yeah, 3-3-2. That is tragic. Right, and I you're still it. standing, right? Uh, yeah, because Artyom healed me. Of course. And the nice thing is the chest shatters open, so roll me a d10. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> then it explodes Full and heal. I die. Most, most of the good stuff is gone, but it is possible. Come on. That's an eight. An eight? eight? Oh, this is such shitty poetry. All right. <laughs> So it explodes, and coming from the chest is a swarm of hornets. <laughs> God damn it! Uh. And now for a word from our sponsors. 
This Friday at the Whitefall Comedy Cudgel, somewhat live on stage, is the one-of-a-kind comedy stylings of Reginald 101 on their Mackinac-wide Comedic Order Protocol Tour. What is the deal with biological life forms? Their internal batteries are so finite. Most societal life forms must recharge their power cores by consuming what they call sandwiches. And even then, it just falls out of them shortly after. Sounds like a design flaw to me. He's the Octon who put one hell of an act on. What did the Detrion say to the Duodrome? Whatever it found reasonable. Get your tickets now for this first and possibly only tour of the Material Plane. Why did the innkeeper put the adult fire hydra into his oven? The point of this inquiry is to stimulate your mind with an impossible scenario in which a fire hydra's dimensions are smaller than that of an oven, which on this plane is unheard of, and yet the hydra dwells in climates of extreme temperature, therefore the interior of a functioning oven would in theory prove a comfortable habitat, generating the answer because it was asked nicely, which also indicates an absurd premise in which fire hydras are capable of intelligent speech. This Friday, it's Reginald 101, somewhat live at the Comedy Cudgel. Get your tickets now. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. From the wildly creative and occasionally twisted minds of the Orcs, Orcs, Orcs Game Masters come tales of adventure, hilarity, and daring do. Fired in the crucibles of real play at the Orcs, Orcs, Orcs pop-up D&D Tavern, Orchives Adventures are produced with professional art and premium design values, then sold digitally at reasonable prices. For the month of April, they're featuring the high-blazing, fun-filled adventure of Where is Wizard Hut? Take your party to a literal pocket dimension, battle edible enemies, laugh your way through hilarious challenges, and have the crunchiest of times. I got to playtest this module in its early days, and my side still hurt from laughing. Through April 30th, LUQ listeners can purchase a copy of Where is Wizard Hut for an incredible 80 cents, or 420s, at orcsorcsorcs.com forward slash LUQ. Treat yourself to Where is Wizard Hut from the archives. You'll be rolling high. Thank you, Tim Davis, for this ad concept. I'm not just another wizard. Another wizard. I want to feel the magic. Feel the magic. I got my arcane certificate fast and easy with Scry U's Projection Academy. In just four weeks, I got my degree in transmutation, divination, conjuration, necromancy. Learn from home and feel the power with Scry U Projection Academy. Magic at your fingertips. Yeah, um, so they're going to deal you a D4 piercing damage, and they're going to give you disadvantage on ranged attacks while you are stuck in them. Okay. They're just going to stick to you. What's your health? Uh, I've got seven left right now. Okay. You take one point of piercing damage from the hornets. And that's his turn. He is going to just try to turn and run, too, actually. I rolled Um, really well for my seven level hit. So if you could move him six squares towards me, that would be great. The little wizard kid. 
The axe doesn't get a tax of opportunity because it's just a brainless spiritual weapon. Read my mind. And now the bard. So the bard is going to step out from around the stairs. She's going to take a shot at Crist because you were her designated target. Shield. Uh, that is a 12. Oh, I don't need shield. Yeah, that makes okay, sense. cool. Yeah, it's actually a 13, but it doesn't matter. It still misses. And then she's going to use the rest of her move to step back. And as she's doing that, she shouts to the kid, Frago, you can do it. I have faith in you. And he gets an inspiration as well. The rogue is a super dud. Uh, he got frozen to death, so I'm going to pull him out of the initiative order. But now the spiritual weapon goes, because that's the note where I had it. It looks like RTM's the closest. It's mm-hmm. one, two versus four, yeah. Yep. So it's going to hover over to you and use its very shitty attack bonus to try to chop you. Uh, I'm going to use warding flare. Okay. You avoided the 20, which was the second roll, though, so it doesn't really mean But it definitely just misses. It just <laughs> horrible swing wide with its massive plus two to hit. Now it is the paladin's turn, and he is going to attempt to attack Arvid once again. Maybe he'll get another 20. Who knows? And if he hits, he's going to drop his fight. His one and only. Oh, that's not great. That's not going to hit. That's like a 12. So, yeah, that's a big miss from the dwarf. And he's snarling. Hold still, you big bastard. (laughs) Uh, Artyom. Fuck yeah. And you can leave the weapons threat range without provoking because it doesn't do that. Cool. You're in bad shape. Uh, Yeah, Chris is in worse shape than Hurithex is. Then I'm going to keep being closest to the uh, axe. And then... I'm going to say, perhaps I think your faith is misplaced, and then shoot the kid. Ooh, nice. Uh, Hand crossbow? Yep. Okay. He is out of a shield, so his AC is 15. (laughs) And I'm blessed. Nice. Uh, Oh, I did 26 damage from the bees. Oh, yeah, that that hits, believe it or not. (laughs) Wait, the the 26 hits the little wizard kid? Yes. His back. Uh, And he only has one health, right? He has one health. I still want to see just how much damage I deal with. Sure. Six plus three, nine damage. So I pull out my, I say, I think your faith is misplaced. And without even looking at him, Mm -hmm. I'm staring down where the bard is and I just shoot the kid in the back. Yeah. And he's like running and he gets like two more steps. It's just like, (laughs) and there's a a sound of a second from the ceiling. Chris, you are on your feet. I am on my feet. Uh, I can cast and then move, right? Mm -hmm. Just double check. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cast silent image right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And then I will move towards the stairs okay what are you making a silent image of myself okay i like it i pull out my shield after i drop after i I like just drop my crossbow and grab you only move that much so i'll out yeah all right you have summoned a phantom version of yourself and moved to the stairs to obscure yourself um and that seems like your whole turn to me yes it is arvid yeah let's hit him again full-on reckless attack i forgot to use advantage on you seth 20? That's probably going to do it. It is going to hurt. Eight. Okay, yeah, you drop the dwarf. Can uh, we say, uh, <laughs> can I have just like gone through his collarbone with the sword? Because I hate shorties and... and <laughs> Absolutely. I love that you're telling Whoa. me what you want to do with the killing blow. So you bury the curved blade down like to his like nipple through his oh. full plate, starting at his neck. And he looks up at you and just like, damn it. Fuzz to the ground. Ah! <laughs> would you like to move oh yeah that sounds good i hate the chests let's just i like how all the chests on your side all got used up <laughs> and not a... all by us not all by you. <laughs> do i have a 30 foot or is it just a five uh 30 or 35 depending on what level barbarian gets plus five to speed i think it's third we'll say it's 30 because that's what we've been doing okay all right you move up to there Harithex. do i take damage from the wasp at the beginning of my turn or anything or uh it's gonna be at the end of your turn at the end of my turn yeah. if i stay here Right, and you think they might follow you, but okay. if you move out of their range this time, they'll just move to where you are. I was going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna book it this way. So sure. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, and then I'm going to get out and flee. 
mm-hmm. in its little vial. Okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna cast infestation. You don't want to grab some wasps while you're going. No. <laughs> A living fleas, the material component. So I'm, sure. I'm going to see if I can redirect the wasps to be my my infestation and get them to attack the bard. Okay. Or I'll just conjure a shit ton I of gotcha. wasps. So uh, <laughs> the bard needs to make a like constitution say Con save. Yep. What's your con? It exists. I got a nine. Hey, that's a fail. So the bard, who presumably is not immune to poison. No. Gets to take. Four points of poison damage. That's pretty good. And moving, using the same uh, mm-hmm. rules, moves. That's a two. So out into the open. Feet into the open. Just steps out from oh, the stairs. Oh, shit. Yeah, right here. <laughs> she's about to walk into a fucking shit store. Yeah, she's not where right. she wants to be. Yeah. So the bee, the, the bees. Yes. <laughs> the bees. And the bees, like, they go to follow you. Attack. And them. then they just keep passing you and swarm around the corner. She's like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> the wizard's dead. And now it's the bard's turn. Oh, she's in a tight spot. She's she's the last one standing. Oh boy, it's always the bard, isn't it? Um, she hasn't really used many spells yet. Everything she's got is from the chests helping her out. Okay, yeah. Oh, she's gonna do that. I forgot bards can do that. Um, so <laughs> since we allowed afraid. it already, she's going to use a first level spell as a bonus action, which is going to be healing word on herself. She she has banishment on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surprise! She's twelfth level. Um, no. Uh, so she rolled max though. That's good. So she heals herself for. Six hit points. And then she's going to reach out to you and says, you seem like a dark, mysterious creature, but I've seen some shit in my day. And you hear these voices of what she's saying echoing in all of these different languages, like pounding at your brain. Wisdom save, please. Okie dokie. That is, should be a pass. That is 18. Yeah, that's a pass. Yeah. Although her DC is 15. Okay. Mm, Mm, But you make it. I didn't know she had a plus five charisma wowzers um but you make it so you hear like these voices like whispering around in your head and carving you and then this resonant voice takes their place and says no not here and they're just banished (laughs) and she looks at you surprised like what that that, that always works (laughs) (laughs) um and she's gonna use her move which is currently 70 feet oh yeah because of her stupid Yeah, yeah she's a wood elf and she got double speed from the magic boot thingies so she's gonna run over here and try to get as much cover as she can. She's not on the right side of the stairs for optimal cover, but she's got a little. Um, and the paladin's dead. Artyom. Um, I'm going to interpose myself between uh, Harathax and the bard with my with my move. And then I'm going to ready. I'm going to ready guiding bolt with my last slot. Okay. And I'm going to yell concede. I like it. And I assume you're holding it for as soon as you can see her clearly. At, at the moment. Well, I, I can see her clearly. Can I? You have a shot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, if she does literally anything except drop her weapon, I'm going to unleash. Gotcha. Very good. Chris, it is your turn. Chris's uh, image is going to run towards the axe at maximum speed. <laughs> okay, I forgot the axe. Yes. Um, I've pulled out the initiative that it was on, so I've forgotten it exists. It won't and, have a go on the end of your turn. And that will be it. And it's just going to move 20 feet towards the nearest people, which is Harithax <clears throat> and Artyom, and it's not going to get there. All right, so yeah, it's just lazily hovering through the air. Um, it did not try to and I will do anything put a new, to the illusion. Uh, it does, it's a spiritual weapon. It doesn't believe in illusions. <laughs> I don't believe in illusions. <laughs> it doesn't have a mind to trick. Yeah, it's a nihilist. <laughs> right. um, so now I have spiritual weapon on Christ's, and that makes it Arvid's turn. Well, my rage is gone because I didn't do any damage or get hit last turn. Um, and I don't think I can. You dealt him damage last turn. Oh, did I? So you have until the end of this turn <sighs> to have something happen to you. Um. Anyway, I, I don't. I don't feel like I'm going to catch her. I feel like the magic users are going to dispatch her, but I think I'll just go um, 
curiously open this. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, I love it. No, She's that's so barbaric. Oh, so, yeah. I'm so angry, but I'm so proud of you for making such a smart, oh. like an inappropriate show. Barbarian, oh, roll a barbarian is now rage looting that chest. <laughs> rage loot. Wouldn't the barbarian just like smash the chest? Well, you could always just throw your your weapon at her. You but could sure. throw the chest at her. Listen, rage I looting thought about is a that, thing. but yeah. again, like he just asked her to concede and I'm not going to interrupt that by like throwing a chest at her. It's only, only rude. It would be, it's only polite too. <laughs> Four. Four. All right. Um, so you hear the sound of hissing and you think, oh, shit, it's a snake at first. But you realize that there is a lit fuse leading <laughs> into the box. Throw the box. Throw the box. Um, yeah. You have exactly six seconds um, to figure out what to do with it. OK, maybe I will throw the box. No. <laughs> okay. The box. Yeah, I'll throw, throw the, the box. box. Yep. All right. Uh, roll me an athletics check. Where are you throwing it? I will allow this. I, I love this. I'll throw it at her. Okay, you have to roll super good to get even close, but <sighs> okay, you're raging you. still, so you have this. Yeah, yeah. Have, so you have advantage on Do this. I have yeah, okay, yeah. From, okay. from Mirage. Holy shit! <laughs> Double seventeens, guys. Yeah. There you go. The third time today. <laughs> wow. Um, so I'm gonna say with that, you can chuck it a good like 15, 20 feet. This is a blunder, by the way. This isn't an intent. This is just ah. <laughs> which gets to there with the strength of your old butt it's a 20 foot explosion um, so she's gonna roll a deck save she rolled really oh! good Aww. yikes but I rolled really good for damage yeah you did uh, so she's gonna take five and now she's really hurt and it opens the other chest <laughs> oh no uh <laughs> There's not much left now. Two, that was going down to... Uh, okay. Uh, so she's going to make her another save as a 20-foot cloud of poison <laughs> fills the area. <laughs> oh, correct. And that is a horrible roll. Oh, uh, no. Um, yeah, that is in si- a six. So she is going to become poisoned condition and take, what did I put? Uh, D8 poison damage. I hate no. to be that guy, but it was a 20-foot explosion? Yeah. That gets Sam. It does indeed. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but oh, no, no. we can deal with that afterwards. <laughs> we can, t- <laughs> we can mm. deal with that later. And that is three, which brings her down to negative one. So make me a deck save, which you have advantage on and a con save, which you have barbarian on 20 on the, 20 on the, de- uh, the first one, whichever nice. one that was wicked. That was the explosion first. And this is not with advantage. Either of those would have made the DC though. Okay. So I'm going to just let it pass as you kind of like, just take a step back as the explosion, like, blows your cloak away from you <laughs> and as the cloud clears you just like see her withered body on the stairs like <laughs> reeking with poisonous fumes and she's like I'm healed I'm so sorry <laughs> you would simply just do that <laughs> and a loud buzzer goes what an incredible ending with a perfect four for four the mortal dawn has come out on top of their grand melee and the uh stones descend back into the ground and a series of quadrons fly down. One of them like shoes away the axe and just kind of goes back into the sky. (laughs) And the stairs disappear and a large white platform erects from under your feet and lifts you a good 15, 20 feet in the air. And you realize you were in the dead center of the Coliseum and it slowly starts to rotate as the crowd goes crazy. And you see a figure standing up in the private booth, wringing his hands eagerly, smiling to himself. And he is wearing a gray suit and a ballroom mask. Hi, 
everybody. This is Zach. And Law. And we want to take a moment and thank everybody who's been a part of this project. We want to thank Sam, who plays Arvid. We want to thank Michael, who plays Harthax. We want to thank Alante, who's playing Christ. I personally desperately want to thank Law for his unbelievable work as our GM, for the huge amount of fake commercials that he keeps turning out. They keep killing me with laughter every time I hear them. We also really want to thank our sponsors so far. They've been super great. But most of all, I want to thank you guys. You have been so unbelievably supportive and so instrumental in our growth. We're doing so much better than we ever could have hoped for, and we just keep growing every single day. If you're looking for more ways to support us, we always appreciate shares on Twitter, Facebook, and any other social media that you have access to. One of the best ways that these things spread is through word of mouth. Feel free to share with your friends, people you think share interests with this whole thing, and it really helps us early on to have comments and reviews and actual direct subscribers on places like iTunes and Google Play. It's unbelievably helpful. And we are going to be releasing every Monday, so please stay tuned to follow that. A little glance behind the screen here, as it were. Some people thought that we might have been scripted, um, and that's kind of a great compliment, so thank you very much for that. But I just want to ensure everyone that kind of how we do this is we're all just sitting at the table playing a normal, actual game of D&D. And as a DM, I don't really use any notes. I'm not reading off of anything. I have bullet points at best, and the characters as well don't have any insight on what's going to happen. This is all completely improvised. Kip and Storm have a little bit of planning, so I hope that's really fun for you all to listen to. There's a lot of really good, exciting stuff coming up with the team joining the League of Ultimate Questing and trying to get through their trials. If you want to go to slapdashstudios.com, you can listen to all of the episodes. You can see some of the images we take of the battlefields. That's always a lot of fun. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Please subscribe and like those. Leave us some reviews and you can follow us on YouTube at Slapdash Studios. Watch some of our Let's Plays. That would mean a lot to us. And until next time, we wish you luck. Oh,